Hey there, little sisters. It's Tyler Carter, and we're here today to do a podcast where we might be saying bad words and saying vulgar things that only adults should hear. So if you would just turn this off, otherwise, listener's discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Alright Darling. Welcome back <laughs> to Alright Darling, the podcast bringing forth the queer creatives right here in my house and other places. <laughs> bringing forth. Bringing forth. Forth. Bring, bring the creatives, bring the queer creatives forth. Yes. My name's Greg. Um, I'm a photographer and I'm just happy to be here. Oh, yeah. My name's Dan. What are you? Oh, what am I? I have no discernible talents, except I'm really good at making wine with my hands. Really? Yeah. Are you, you are bullshitting me. What, what, what does that mean? What do you mean? What do you mean making wine with your hands? Well, if you don't know, Craig, then oh. let's just move on. All right. Fair enough. And how are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. Not bad. What's um, going on? What is going on? What have you been doing? Did a lovely photo shoot up in London with our guest. Yes. um, And an interview. And it's the first interview. Yes. Without yourself. I know. I just couldn't make it work. You know, it's one of those things of work. Actually, I was really sick that day anyway. I didn't even go to work. Because I was too ill. Mm. So you'll probably hear my mum a bit, I'm a little bit, um, bit of nasal. a nasal Nancy na- still. But <laughs> did you have a nice time? It was lovely. We went to Lush Studios in Soho. Yeah. So thank you to Lush for hosting us. Yeah, and sat down and had a, had a chit chat with Tyler Carter, who is the lead singer of Issues. Amazing. I know. And he's lovely. Oh, I bet he looks lovely. Yeah. He looks very fun. He was um, fun, yeah. And seemingly someone kind of obviously within our community, but very separate from all the other people we've spoken to yeah. in terms of the kind of music he produces. And yeah. One of the main reasons, aside from Rob, my partner, and Kobe, your partner, absolutely ah. loving him. Yeah. One of the main reasons I was interested was I thought it was unusual. I thought it was unusual for yeah. someone within that scene to be openly gay or bi or you know queer and just have all of his bandmates just accept him and you know just be amazing yeah Um, so i thought let's get this geezer on i always feel like because i've been to like a few gigs and stuff with kobe over the years Mm -hmm. and and kobe's sort of gone into this before how's there is this overriding acceptance and friendliness mm-hmm. in this scene which on the surface seems like it would be Not violent yeah angry mm. and actually all these people are always the nicest people you ever yeah. meet this idea is like you know when you're in the pit the no pit. man is left behind <laughs> so if someone falls over everyone will be down and they'll pick them up like i've seen <laughs> it happen i've watched it you know if someone falls over they will always be picked up they wouldn't just trample them i've seen was it at Warp Tour we saw a guy like in a wheelchair being like crowd surfed and like 
But it's amazing. Like, it's almost like... Was he in a wheelchair to start with? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so the difference is, like, in a club, which is, like, my setting... It's your setting, yes. The person next to you probably doesn't oh. care that you're having as good a time as they are. No, in fact, that they're probably angry that you're right. flailing around. You know, depending on where you are, probably mostly by this, I mean, straight clubs. But their space is their space. They don't care about your experience. It's all about their own. Yeah. What I very much you get with uh, metal gigs and that kind of music is everyone wants everyone to have as good a time as they're having. See, which I, I think is a really, really lovely concept. See, I, I've never been to any gigs like Have you that. not? Well, I've been to gigs, but not in not, that Not metal scene. ones. Metalcore? Metalcore scene? Um, I just Hardcore? want to get that right. Hardcore. Hard. Yeah. Softcore. Softcore. Serve. Um, <laughs> I've never been to a soft surf gig no. before. Yeah. So I, yeah, like this, this is kind of out of my realm. So yeah, but that's kind of why I found it quite fun actually. Yeah. Like just getting to know someone who, you know, I've heard of yeah. um, getting to know this person, yeah. this queer person who's in a completely different world to me. Yeah. It definitely crosses over because like in their latest video flexing, he's got his friend Pharamone in it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who's yeah. very much within my remit. It all crosses over. Yeah. It's like a big Venn diagram. Yeah. And a Venn diagram. All What's of, a Venn diagram? Where the circles that cross oh, over and then you get like the middle. charmed. Well, the thing is, the gays... The gays. So, so basically, so welcome to my podcast, The Gays. <laughs> this no, is Dan's sister, Roger. Yeah, yeah, it's just called The Gays. Just Dan um, talking about gays. The way I see it is the world is a patchwork quilt. And queer people sew it all together. And I'm going to tell you why. So, Please do. Right. How many of your straight friends from school have stayed in the same place they grew up? They've met the person, they've got We've married, discussed They've this, settled yes. down. So they've just stayed the same. Yeah. Quite often, queer people have to search further afield mm-hmm. to find their people, you know, find acceptance, find love, yeah. find friends. It's very rare that queer people stay in the place they're yeah, from. Yeah, that's true. Thus meaning queer people have, I think, more global connections than heteronormative people. You know, we all chat to people in America and we chat to people in Australia and all around the world. We're more open. Well, not just open, but it's more necessary for us to reach further afield to find our people. And what that does is that brings all the world closer together. I think that's happening less and less. But yeah, I completely completely agree. Uh, Can I just say, just on this subject, my friend Leah, who I work with, she said something to me the other day, which I fucking loved. She told me that she'd never had to like come to terms with being gay or finding out that she was gay. She always knew and she always considered it a gift and like a superpower i, mean, I know i it's, fully agree she was like i've been given a gift yeah that i never have to conform yeah so many people are envious of that but they don't realize they are yeah you know the heteronormative yeah person yeah look at queer people and they get scared and they don't know why it's because we're different but it's yeah. also because we're just so much better than you <laughs> And there it is. There you go. Yeah. I said so it. Right, we can stop the podcast yeah, okay. now. Because we've basically Done. Just, we've, re- we've reached the <laughs> we've message the that we... That difference is something that we embrace and I think that that frightens them because they really, really seek to be accepted by being super normal. Straight people <coughs> are having to break that mould that, you know, they're poured into from the start. 
is difficult. Like, we know that. You know, we're expected to be a certain way, but once you realise who you are, you're completely free, and that's what scares them. Yeah. But they want it so bad. Yeah. Just have a fucking dick up your ass, guys. It's brilliant. (laughs) It's okay. Bringing it back to what we were saying in the beginning. What was that? How the scenes cross over. Yes, yeah. And the reason they cross over is because gay scenes are all like a Venn diagram, Mm -hmm. and they all cross over in, in certain areas. Because, again, we have to reach further afield and we probably make more effort to meet new people. Yeah. It means the scenes cross over. You can get someone like Tyler, who's in the kind of metal scene, mm. crossing over with Faramone, who is in, you know, RuPaul's... RuPaul? RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's. RuPaul's. RuPaul's Drag Race scene and drag scene and, you know, that kind of thing. Because they actually share one scene themselves. Think of Farah before she was like you know, showgirl Farah. She was a MySpace kid. Right, right, and okay. And that's where she knows him from. Oh, really? She, she knew him from Worries Me, which is his first band. Oh, okay, cool, okay. That in itself, like you're saying, is about yeah. scenes crossing over. Yeah. Everything comes back to MySpace. Did you have a MySpace? I'm sure you did. Oh, did I have a MySpace? What well, was your name on MySpace? My name was Gregory Teddy. It was only last night... That I found my MySpace page. Is well, it still there? It's been shipped over from the old platform. Have you got your phone on you? Yeah. I think you might be interested in this. I didn't just find mine. Uh, I found oh, yours. You found mine. I found your fucking MySpace. Ah, yeah. Missy Electric. Missy Electric. There she is. Look at this one I'm sending you. This one is a little golden oldie. <gasps> yeah. You and Monroe. You and Monroe. I think it's hilarious how that's not something I wouldn't go out in. I now know. The only thing that's time. a bit different is that there's <laughs> there's a hole in your pants. I mean, there's still a hole in my pants now. Yeah, but yours are chaps now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a lot more clothes than I would wear. Oh, absolutely. Now. Yeah. But what, um, is, so what is that picture? Ex- so, what explain, is it? Explain it. Ex- so please explain. This was at my friend's house. Yeah. Uh, when she lived on Brick Lane. Oh. And I went up to visit her and we went to a Jodie Harsh. Oh, Scotty, like circus. It was called. I think it was called Mingland and it was like Scotty and Johnny, like your mum, your dad and Jodie Harsh and all of that kind of thing. It was in East London. I think it was on Brick Lane. And what are you wearing? I'll start from the bottom and work up. I'm wearing a pair of leopard print leggings um, with some pants over the top that have a hole in the crotch. They're not like leather pants. They're Pants. They're underpants. Yeah, they're yeah. just underpants. Okay. A black t-shirt with a white skull and crossbones, which incidentally is the same skull and crossbones I have tattooed on my neck. Ah. Um, a black jacket with some patches on. A black net ruff. <laughs> um, some big white plastic glasses. And I've got like a graphic black paint on my face. And I've got bleach. And no facial hair. hair, right? Oh, no beard. Yeah. yeah. Pre- this yeah. is pre-beard. Yeah, pre-beard. See, on my one, like... I didn't ever feel part of a scene, but when I was at uni, which was the kind of time that my MySpace was blowing up, um, I tried to get in that kind of super, super crowd. Right, yeah. Yeah, like I had a job interview with them. I I loved Cassette Player. Yeah. Um, I went to Boombox. Oh, yeah. It must be one of the last scenes that really kind of happened. Was this kind of... Yeah. 
the kind of new rave yeah thing. I've asked her all. well we were all probably what like 2021 20, 22 around then yeah maybe younger even what did you have before myspace i didn't have anything oh see i had face party i never had any social media before myspace yeah rob tells me about like face party and yeah. bebo i didn't and, have bebo and what's habbo hotel habbo hotel was another one like that wasn't it oh, um but yeah i had face party before myspace oh. could you code though did you even no code? no no well, my bitch. friend coded my myspace because oh, I was you're friend, that girl. Yeah, I had a friend who was like, she was a bit of a semi-famous MySpace emo oh, back in the day. What's her name? Uh, Rabina <laughs> Lol or something. I don't know. Um, who are your top eight? Do you remember your top eight? I wish I could look. I can look. I've got it. Yeah, show me. Hang on. I coded top eight out of my page. Come on, guys. Did you? I didn't code it out, but I had like um, Namely, who was the co-owner of Super Super. If no one knows what Super Super is, it was a new rave publication, really, really like hyper bright, lots of smiley faces. They did like a Ministry of Sound, I think, um, CD, which I fucking love. Yeah. There was so much music on MySpace that just, I, I think that's what it is. They fucked up when they made it just so predominant music based and it was music was just part of it before yeah. it was like myspace was the scene and music was part of it it wasn't the the be all end all but yeah i definitely found so much music on there that that's where i first heard lily allen yes do you know who she's going out with now <sighs> yes the D- guy daddy david harbour what a bitch that's congrats yeah, congrats because you know and, and she's gorgeous yeah yeah I, I wanted him for for myself sorry that's all right. I feel like if you asked her for a dick pic, she'd probably send you one. Oh, God, I'd love to see his cock. Yeah. He's got uh, the best arse. Yeah. Best, best, best. The best, best. best. That's really difficult. It's best arse. Best arse. I preferred it when he was, like, thick. But yes, no, I do. I, I very much remember Super Super Magazine, New Rave Kids, like, very East London fashion, as it was bubbling up and coming yeah. through, which was probably 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, we're looking Jesus at, Christ. aren't we? Yeah. If it's 2005. Yes, it would be, yeah. 14, 15 years yeah. ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so but obviously, um, <laughs> I think we could be in the midst of a scene mm-hmm. right now. And actually, it's very much like the new rave scene. Mm-hmm. In its similar vibe was probably the Blitz Kids scene yes that's true which is a scene that comes out of downward political and economic society Mm. so when things are shit everywhere else when the world is falling apart we get camp we get camp people want to dress up and put makeup on it's it's escapism it becomes the trend i agree and when it comes to club scenes It's a release when you go clubbing, when you go out and when you get dressed up and when you take drugs Mm -hmm. and you go and dance. What, you take drugs? It's a release and it's it's an escapism. With the new rave scene, it was right at the beginning of the economic crash, wasn't it? The recession. Was it? Yeah. It was 2005, wasn't it? 2004 was when that all kind of went to shit. The Blitz Kids was obviously Thatcher and all of that stuff. How the fuck do you remember that? 
I've read stuff about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I can read. So Greg. like this is like my passion is like club land and nightlife and uh, I'm so I love it. I you know like economics. Econo- <laughs> economics. But Blitz Kids was in the wake of Thatcher and mm. you know Tory Britain and and obviously I don't need to, to to tell you what's going on now and why people are what's feeling the need to dress up and why so many people are doing drag because yeah. it's a political statement and it's it's you know utterly fascinating and I, I could talk I could talk about it for hours. But we're in the midst of it it's now. It's really nice seeing you so passionate. Like oh I'm not God, saying I'm not that. saying you're not like normally, but no, like, I love it. Yeah. When I used to teach courses. I would spend a good half a day talking about trends and where they've originated from, street styles. Uh, emo yes. is that was a direct line from punk, yeah. from goth, yeah, from the Blitz Kids. Yep. But it's a different scene. It was born out of music changing mm-hmm. that was a very kind of music based uh scene you know you had my chemical romance funeral for a friend you know were like the archetype yeah. bands of that thing when it comes to like club culture it's more like the music is obviously important but it's more about the look yes where are you going where, what are you dressing up as and the look now is draggy yeah isn't it that's the kind of thing that people are moving towards you know in new rave it, it was just bright colors and i used to go out with a cassette tape around my neck on a blue chain yeah caps and big glasses talking of looks bringing it to now sorry you have to stop me because i'll just talk forever. i i am interested but i also want to ask you about what you've been up to and one thing is your look for your last gig you did which was Polyglam. Cock Destroyer. Cock Destroyer. <laughs> Polyglam. Yes. Oh my God, Polyglamorous. Oh my God. Polyglamorous. So <laughs> Just for some context, Polyglamorous is a Brighton night mm-hmm. run by eight. There's about eight of them, isn't there? The I don't eight. know how many there are now. Um, it was incredible. It was wall to wall. Everyone was in a loop. It was pandemonium, it was, babe. Uh, it was absolutely... <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. They should be so proud of themselves. You, I was telling me you twinned. With your and lips. he was wearing chaps. Was I wearing was literally chaps. like, hello. <laughs> um, obviously, all the polygam people always look amazing. Lydia was just Lydia Lascabies. Oh, she, I saw. Do you know what I love about Lydia Lascabies? Is she has, Tell me. She has no qualms about making herself look foul. And I yes. love that. And I love... Well, this, clues in the name. <laughs> well, yeah. But like, you know, in this generation, everyone just wants to be beautiful and yeah. drag. And, yeah. and she just she just looked like she'd just crawled out of a fire it was glorious <laughs> honestly and oh it's just wonderful did you, did you see the teeth that were attached yeah to it? Were they, they were nails they were nails yeah. <laughs> she just she was like that was the last minute thing just i just jammed them I in. just yeah i just went to primark and got some nails and just put them on his teeth fantastic um it was um black yes theme. yeah um kind of halloween it was obviously. very it was actually very halloween was it just kim petrus on the loop there was some Kim Petras. Oh, yes. I was, I was like, I'm assuming you'll be playing the the album from start to finish, <laughs> like the uh, Halloween album. No, em- repeat, Emily please. did drop Demons, which is obviously everyone's favourite oh. one off the new album, and that uh, was really no, fun. No, it's not. I one, absolutely I love Bloody Valentine. Yeah, um, I love Knives. Yeah, I just fucking love it all. But it was, it was awesome. fun to dance to on stage. Yeah. But I, one of the things that was really makes me laugh is um, obviously our longtime friend and favourite ever person, Aaron Sherbington, oh my was, God, I also, love him. was also dancing with me. We were like obviously working the stage together and he's like <laughs> a beautiful piece of chiffon. Yes, he is. That just glides and slinks. And, and then I'm next... <laughs> 
fist pumping for like five hours and and it's just Aaron's looking all demure literally just, just like, literally just like on the floor like slithering <laughs> I'm there just like meaty chunk boy. Meaty chunk boy. <laughs> there is one drag queen, okay, and she's I'm gonna call her Dan's Dan. one to watch. <laughs> Put an echo on that. Put an bow, echo bow, on bow. It. One to watch. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Maybe we're gonna have this as a new thing. Okay. Dan's one to watch. But her name is DD Flowers. DD Flowers. DD Flowers. And her Instagram is D E D E dot flowers. D D Flowers. And she is Incred. I've seen her at the last few polyglamorous and her looks are always wicked. She's so tall. She must be over six foot without heels on. You see her in the club and she just, just gets your attention. She's amazing. I actually really like this one where she's in a face mask. With the rollers. She, yeah, she's got a pink, pink yeah. hair with a green face mask yeah. on. Yeah, she, she is excellent. She is my one to watch. <laughs> Isn't she fab though? Yeah, isn't she camp? Oh, she's so camp. Just love her. And beautiful. Look at that face. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, he's stunning. She's unusual. Oh, I love it. Are you up to date with RuPaul's Drag Race UK? I certainly am. And what do you make of it? Because we haven't discussed it yet. We discussed it very briefly. Um, I'm absolutely in love with it okay i don't want to say the cast are kind of lacking or anything like that but i do think that casting was uh, they they played it still a little safe but i understand why but i still love pretty much all of the people that have been on there yeah there's a couple i'm you know aren't my favorite but i'm not gonna name names oh why uh because i want to be positive (laughs) i absolutely love something wrong yes didn't think i was gonna yes i really like the vivian I get that she can come across as a bit abrasive. I just, I fucking love the Liverpudlian accent. Yeah. So much. The thing that I say all the fucking time now is, who the fuck put 50p in Cheryl? Who put 50 pence in Cheryl? <laughs> who the fuck put 50p in Cheryl? <laughs> Best thing to come out of that yeah. so far. But no, it reminds me of like earlier seasons of Drag Race. Right. When, sorry guys, but when Drag Race was good. And that's I, a very positive thing to say. I, I'm, I know, I know. <laughs> but as a whole, I love Drag Race, but um, I like early Drag Race. I think people want to hear what we've got to say. Yeah, so I, I think we I should say, say it. I will say, okay, all right then. We're not like we're not like dragging anyone to death. You know what I mean? It's Spill not like, the tea, drag her. Yeah, fucking her. Claw, fucking eyes out. <laughs> yeah. Rip her fucking throat out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have watched two episodes I, it was after a night out, so I was probably a little bit inebriated. But I thought it was fine. Oh. And that's how I feel. I couldn't really differentiate between... You've <laughs> Cheryl Hole, Bag of Chips, The Vivian, or Davina DeCampo. They all merged into I one. I just do not and understand. And I'm sorry. No, it's I, fine. I was probably... I the room was maybe a bit spinny as I was watching it because we'd been out. And... I think you should watch it. And I watched it and I was just a bit like, when they were coming down the runway in those queen looks, I was a bit like, which one's that? The ones that stand out for me are Crystal, Something Wong, and I would say Vinegar Strokes. For me, Cheryl Hole, Bag of Chips, Vivian, Davina DeCampo, all, and Blue Hydrangea, are the same in my eyes. 
They just I all completely look disagree. They're that kind of like each heavy time. makeup, have a bit of cosmetic surgery, probably. I can. I know they're all different, but they blended into one. I think you need to give it another go. I wish they, Joe Black was on it. I think Joe Black is going to fucking clean the. Floor. Imagine if like, Joe Black gonna, was on that. That would be such an interesting. He's going to be on that. Watch. He's going to be yeah. on that. Like his drag has just become impeccable. Yeah, it was always brilliant, but it's elevated. Do you know what? I think it's like we were all wanting British drag to be represented, and they've almost sold themselves short by staying so on brand. Does that make sense? I think I really do think you Wasn't need to give it another go. Like, Maybe I should. I think you should. When I'm sober. But yeah. Um, but however, do you know what I Dragula. do love? Dragula, Dragula is oh. the best thing on television. Why don't we have Dragula UK? And I'm loving <laughs> it. Are you Are up you, to date? Of course. I'm Are you up to sad, date? Louisiana, because I did stand oh, her yeah. a lot. I love. Yeah. Sorry her. If, you, if anyone isn't up to date, but you, that's your own fault. Um, I don't care. Louisiana. Um, I love. Louisiana. Her. I was a very big Louisiana fan, yeah. so I was kind of bummed she didn't make the final three. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy with the top three. Yeah. I think Landon's got it. I not just because um, he's a drag king, but he's amazing. Um, he's he's incredible. I think he's going to win. Yeah, I think he's going to win. The the thing is with I think with every season of Dragula, there is always one really or two who are like they're actually the one. Yeah, I think Landon's going to win, and deservedly so. He's incredible. I think Dolia. I think Dolly is could yeah. could as well. I'd like to say Priscilla Chambers. I, I don't think she'll win. I don't. But she's great. Win. Yeah, she's brilliant. I like Priscilla Chambers when she's doing Priscilla Chambers. When she does other things, mm. I'm always been like, uh... fair. When she did the Frankenstein thing, I was be like, uh, I didn't oh, love I kind of liked that. Oh, I thought it was. I thought the outfit was basic. I suppose, but she's should... now living. She's now living yes. as a as a trans woman. She is openly, yeah. which is great. Yeah, awesome. I hope if you're listening, Priscilla, we love you. Yeah, we do. We stan you. I've yeah. started saying that. The kids say it. Dan, stan, stan you. That's the ultimate seal of approval, the Dan Stan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I think this is a humble. good time. So humble, Dan. <laughs> to round it up. Yes, I do too. Before we get carried away. I'll be back after yes, the break. Yes, I won't. Um, with our very special guest, Tyler Carter, from the band Issues. Not and I'm issues. off to uh, go and help the Korean housewives do some wine tasting. You fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bi- I'm sorry, it's a prior commitment. I've got to go. You fucking bitch. All right. <laughs> Have fun. Hi, guys. Welcome back. It's Greg. Unfortunately, Dan can't be here because he's actually off wine tasting in the south of France with the Korean Housewife Association. Um, sad, but yeah, whatever. But I've got um, the amazing Tyler Carter here. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing. So you are singer, Almost. songwriter, lead singer of Issues. Yes. And you're in London. Yes, it's, yeah. it's uh, not as cold as I expected, but it has been raining a little, which is a bummer. Just but a tad, yes. yeah. I don't think it's much better in Georgia right now either. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of beautiful because the trees are all turning orange and falling, but Gorge. the leaves are falling, not the trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There just, goes my house. That's what <laughs> happens. In, yeah, just should <laughs> up, up my uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're we're here in London. We are at um, Lush Head Offices in Soho. It's lovely. It is smells that what this gorgeous. Is called, Soho. Yes. Yeah. You're, okay. Yeah. Beautiful Soho. Bougie. Bougie. Yes, darling. Yes, <laughs> darling. How long are you here for? 
tomorrow's the last concert Aww. at the underworld and um it's sold out which is good we've we've been doing this promo tour obviously for our new album called beautiful oblivion and Gorge. you know the uk has been sold out we did some uh, shows in mainland Europe just to extend our reach a little bit but we're at this point in our career where we're properly developing over here because our career took off so fast that we were just jumping on tours with other bands everybody yeah. was offering us tours and we went to Europe and the UK a lot but we never had a opportunity to properly develop ourselves as a headlining band and yeah. grow from that and do promo and stuff press has always been great but it's never really been like our name on the headline so yeah. Here we are, and you uh, are. so far so good. Yeah. What's it like um, touring as a solo artist to touring as the lead singer of Issues? I've been touring with Issues a lot longer, so that definitely gave me my wings, I guess, and gave me a lot of confidence and showmanship. Mm -hmm. um, I started this year off doing the solo tours, and it was just you know something I never imagined it being you know so fun and so well and. I kind of stepped back to my roots a bit. You know, I went in a van. I kind of DIY'd it a little uh, bit. Cool. I only brought a couple people to help and play and, and be a part of it. And, like, I'm putting in this work because I want to see this grow. And that's something I haven't done in, God, like seven years because issues wow. just always had, like, support from the record label and, you know, support from other bands taking us on tour and stuff. And although it was a grind, I mean, we struggled a bit. So it was really humbling to do it you know as a solo artist and yeah. obviously I made more money that way because <laughs> you you gotta oh yeah it's just just you, you gotta to be able about. to know how to do it yourself yeah, yeah. definitely because your, your your music solo and with issues changes from song to song right the genres of music there is like so many it's brilliant any kind of genres or directions you want to explore I mean I like everything if you look at my recently played you know on Spotify it ranges from you know reggae to mm. country music to hip-hop trap pop emo like it, everything is on there because mm. i just i think like my palette is just too wide to hone it in on one particular style mm. i've used influences from everything when doing solo music or just songwriting in general mm. but it would be nice to kind of go in one lane for a project even yeah. my solo record that i put out there's a little bit of country flair in my voice and in some of the influences but it's it's very much just like pop r&b yeah. i think when i do another record i'll probably try to just pick one lane and and see how that goes i want you to pick broadway I want, to, I want to see you on Broadway or like okay, the West End. Yeah, I didn't think about like, that. But you're right. I should do that. So I would good. love to do like a show tunes, like yeah. Disney oh, sounding fucking hell. That'd be uh, awesome. album. Yeah. What's up? I'm going to have to stop us because there's going to be a tour that quickly looks around this room. Just had to stop there for a second because the um, CEO of Lush just came in. But um, she's, yeah. a, she's a big type. She, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wish. Like, <laughs> Send me some bath bombs, please. please. Yes, yeah, so just all bath bombs, please. But yeah, I was asking you about Broadway. Right. Like your voice would lend so amazingly to West I, End. Or I've always said that like I don't see myself doing just this rock scene forever. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm a songwriter and when you're a songwriter, you're constantly feeding your palate and you're writing all kinds of different styles 
I know that I'm not going to be in the same place yeah. forever. And I would love to try Broadway. I'd love to go yes. and do a role on a Broadway play or something. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, who what would be the dream role? I'm such a bad gay. I should I should not admit <laughs> that I have not seen enough Broadway plays, but I did see Chicago. Oh, nice. My favorite singer, Brandy, was uh, uh. Roxy Hart. In Chicago, and it Brandy was, played Roxy Hart. She did. I think <gasps> I she did like that. a month in New York. As in Brandy, a brand like Brandy and Monica. Brandy, like, bitch, that's a good one. It was one. so good, and I went, and we got like front row seats. Her daughter was in town that day because yeah. I, I saw on her Instagram her daughter was in town. I was like, yeah, she she won't come out, like, and I don't want to bother her. She's with her daughter. And then like I don't know how I was targeted on Instagram, maybe because I follow her, but I saw in my Explore page. People were like videoing. They were outside uh, meeting her like five minutes after I just left. And I was like, fuck. No. <laughs> oh, no. But I, I've always said like, oh, I'll get my chance to meet her. But you I will. hope that it's in like a studio setting. I hope I get introduced to her that would at be like awesome. a studio or get to like collaborate with her, write for her or something. I'd rather just wait for my moment. Make to that happen. That. Instead that would be of so being good. like the fanboy outside, like, Brandy, oh. Queen, like, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. One of the main reasons I wanted to interview you is when I found out about you being kind of open, queer in this sort of scene, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, that's unusual, kind of in the metalcore scene. And I know the band have been unbelievably supportive in all your right, ideas right. and everything. I just wanted to know, what's that like? I think it's becoming more common now Good. because people are feeling more comfortable and Obviously, we have to take a look at pop culture and appreciate that the LGBT more or less run pop culture now. Absolutely. I mean, we have completely taken over pop culture and made it like the fashion and the yes. and the ideas and the, the visuals and the music. And we're so lucky to be able to live in a time, you know, or be yeah. artists in a time that the doors have been open for the LGBT and for queer artists to shine to their fullest. Mm. This scene is starting to become a lot more receptive and Good. there are becoming more queer artists and uh, definitely a lot of queer fans because I think there was a time when, I mean, the active rock industry still suffers from a bit of toxic masculinity that's what i was especially at like certain types of festivals and stuff and it's like living under a rock you know yeah i I don't mean that disrespectfully but it just that is the way it is and it's sad that some fans don't always feel safe being like loud and proud at, Mm. at concerts our band we've created like okay there's a safe space for trans queer you know non-binary whatever even if even if you're none of those things even if you like to just dress insanely yeah. extravagant and flamboyant like whatever whoever you can Enjoy exist what you're doing. at an yeah. issues concert and I, I hope that that kind of thing starts to expand more in the I think in the rock will. scene I, I, yeah I hope as well that it just kind of keeps on expanding it's, like it's mad respect to you as, as somebody who is hugely into that genre and like I love all that music I'm wearing a North Lane hat for fuck's sake right now, <laughs> Perfect. it is it is nice from the other side as a queer person who right. watches that music to know that there is representation mm. like up on that stage it's almost baffling that like we've if you look 10 years ago when you had bands like attack attack you know everybody's mm-hmm. wearing deep v's and like girl jeans and tom <laughs> shoes i mean 
it's hard not to think, okay, well, like queer lives in yeah. the scene, but it's, it wasn't exactly the same, you know? No, it wasn't. That was just kind of like how scene kids and emo kids, yeah. like where, where My we MySpace kids. But if you think about like in the 70s and 80s, you think about people like Bowie. Exactly. You, you yeah. think about even like the heavier bands like Guns N' Roses, Kiss, all these. Absolutely, like, yeah. And you, you look at those bands and you think the same people who kind of impose that toxic masculinity are the mm. same people that love these like yeah. heavy bands from the eighties or that, that may like Slipknot and absolutely Marilyn Manson for fuck's sake. And yeah. it's like, hello, yeah, like, like, come on. Marilyn Manson is very queer is it, a very non-binary like visual artist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at what point did the, the lines become blurred with this industry? I mean, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah it's like, like, I don't know. It just seems like there's like a double standard there. But that's why I like your, your music and what you stand for, because it's a big mixture of everything. It's not just one thing. It's right. kind of just expressing yourself in many different ways. Right. I wanted to ask you about your holiday stuff some christmas what did i do <laughs> wait <laughs> you did a christmas song oh which one you've done two haven't you you've done one i hate the holidays and make it snow i was gonna ask you if you if you would do any other holiday based stuff like hey you just gave me a great idea have i <laughs> yeah because you know i i have to make a new album soon a new nice. solo album I, I, you know i still have a contract and i would like to make some more records beautiful yeah, i could do a christmas please album. do Please That'd be great. Do. I don't know I was, how well it would do, but like a, a it'd be too yeah. late though. Now you have to think about that, like in like June True. or July. Yeah, but like yeah, like val- a Valentine's Day one, and like I could do a Valentine's. That would be though. awesome. Because actually, I don't know how this would work with covers and like licensing and stuff, but mm-hmm. I've been talking about how cool it would be to do a, like a soft acoustic record of all my favorite love songs, like oh. the top hit love songs yeah. of all time. I mean, you got like Shania Twain. And Faith Hill, like you got those, you know, those old, like, I can feel you breathe. You know oh, I love about? those ones. You know, just a few, Absolutely. like, really I'd traditional. Buy it. I'd yeah, I'd buy that. So how can I do that and make it like a vibe? Because, you know, I heard a rendition of Fool's Rush In, okay. but it's really, really soft, indie, like acoustic Ooh. vibe. And it's like, it's so played on, on TV, like this commercial is like, I was thinking, wow, I should do just a whole record of songs like that that way and see if I can't get like people to want to license them for commercials. Yeah, like, fuck it. Why that'd not? That would be so cool. Like, I've just gave away all my golden <laughs> ideas. A million that cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'd love a Valentine's album. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Drag covers. Talking of drag, you ha- you just had Pheromone in yes. your latest video, Flexing. Yes. How, uh, how did that happen? Yeah, she like messaged me on Instagram. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, hi, you know, whatever. And we got to talking and we went down this rabbit hole from MySpace era. She's such a MySpace girl. I love it. We were talking about MySpace groups and like being famous and being on people's top eights and all this stuff. And I just couldn't believe. And she was like, I've been a fan since What Was Me and I love your solo music and everything. And I was like, oh, my God, so cool. Like, you're on RuPaul, like I love the show. And <laughs> so we just kind of hit it off and like became friends from that. We just text all the time and talk and for a long time it just throwing it back to like yeah. MySpace and just reminiscing and how bizarre like the world is and it's crazy. But the power of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm shooting a music video and I've got this idea and I, I don't think that there's that much freedom in the pop world. I mean, most major labels, right. I don't think give their artists that much freedom, but 
Rise trusts us. And so the video came together and Farrah came out. And we just actually had a CD release party in Georgia. It was a yacht mm. party. And Farrah flew out for that. She was going down to Florida. That was the first time we actually got to hang out overnight, talk about life. And and we got to like just just share like a lot. We reminisced about a lot of things. It was crazy about di- being in different places at different times, but mm. almost like there at the same, the same time. Thing. You know, it's so weird. It was like ghost of the past but yeah i love farah a lot i got to photograph her really briefly at like a club kids tour um okay. with amanda lapore which was phenomenal i but, need to um, get on one of those tours by the way you should fucking do it i love that scene you should do it that would be amazing yeah they would I, snap you up I can see you as in, like yeah that would be so fun that would be awesome to actually perform with farah right and like all those girls. We could do a bunch of emo songs. Yeah. Loves oh, emo music. Imagine her now like dancing to some like proper like MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> I miss MySpace so much. I, I do. I miss the customization. Yeah, same. Like, although it took up way too much of my time. <laughs> it taught us code. Yeah. <laughs> it taught us how to code. That you can't use anymore because no. of Squarespace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Does it <true>. work? <laughs> Fucking hell. Scrolling marquees. <laughs> cursors. <laughs> Bring back my space. Have you ever thought of a drag name for yourself? Someone already took it though. Oh no! So there's a kid, a kid drag queen, Queen okay. Lactatia. Oh, no. that's um, a good one. But I can one. lactate, so I would always thought that would have been my name, Lactatia. But can you actually? Yeah, it's weird. What? I don't know. <laughs> I was convinced as a kid that my nipples were were pimples, but oh, I can still do it. It's so bizarre. I've never yeah. heard of that. Before. If I don't do it for a while. It can like spray you, really far out. It's like, yeah. So I usually save it for party tricks. Like if I don't yeah. do it for like a month so I can get a real nice shooter. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so weird. And people are so grossed out. But a lot I'm of people, if you get people out. high, then they're just like, oh, whoa. I did not know, even though that was That's a thing. That's my head and talent. Well done. Well done, darling. I'm waiting for that VIP <laughs> audition for America's Got Talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a brilliant voice, but I also lactate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I need to see a doctor. Um, <laughs> actually, cool. so when I was a kid, I used to wear my grandpa's like white T-shirts because mm-hmm. they were huge, and I wore them long and put a belt around it. So it looked like a dress nice. and I would put another t-shirt on my head and my grandma would put a rubber band around it. So it was like a ponytail. Oh, cool. And I think I was called Carla. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Is it that so works. good, right? The kicker, I had a pet pig. <laughs> it wasn't a real pig. It was my grandma's brown leather purse, but I pulled one, yes. unclip one side of the strap and, and drag it around like it was on a leash. And it, <laughs> It was my pet pig, babe. How, how on earth did you struggle to come up with a name when you've got that backstory yeah. for, for Carla? Could you imagine, like, <laughs> the imagination and just, like, yeah. my grandma was always so nurturing for my Aww. imagination. She didn't care, you know, that I was, like, wearing her heels around. Why not? Calling yeah. myself Carla until I got into my Spice Girls phase yes. at, like, 10. And I would wear yes. this fuzzy blanket that my mom had, like, nice. around under my armpit, try to be the little Gucci dress, Victoria Beckham. I was going to say, is Victoria your favorite? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think my mom's got a video somewhere. She was sniping me through, like, the couch, yes. the crack of the couch of me, like, dancing to the opening credits. The too much. Oh. So, yeah, let's go with Carla. Carla, yeah, absolutely. Carla the Spice. Carla Spice. Carla Spice. Carla Spice. Yeah. <laughs> you need to explore her more. We got to inflect it differently. Carla Spice. That's my last name. Yes. Carla Spice. Yeah, Carla Spice. 
Well, yeah. She sounds fabulous. We should have done a photo shoot with her. We should get Farah to do me a full drag makeover for the next one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is a message to Farah. Please fly over, and we'll find Carla. Let's find Carla. Yeah, and her pet pig. Yes, babe, babe, pig in the city. Pig in Do the city. You guys city. get babe over here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. You, yeah, yeah the, the pig movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Such a good movie. Talking of movies. Wow, what a segue! I, it's almost, I, I, yo, it's we're like connected. We've done this before. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. We we have a little segment which we like to do where we think of a film or a movie that you haven't seen. You know the title of, but you don't really know what goes on. <laughs> right. right. Everybody just, talks about it, but I have no clue. Yeah. So kind of like, just just make it up. Um, well, my whole band went and saw Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen recently, that yet. And I haven't seen it. And mm. they talk about it all the time. But obviously, I do think I heard that it was like fucked up. <laughs> but like what what does that mean yeah like, yeah like, what fucked up how like it like fucked up like wow that's fucked up like <laughs> or just or like gross or like gory or like sex sexy like whoa like 50 shades <laughs> of gray fucked up like i don't know like so what is it you're you know? good with words yeah yeah okay. who's the main I haven't character? even i don't even think i've seen the movie poster for this so i can just make this up you right? can make it up okay, yeah why not summer. let's make a new film uh tom hanks <laughs> Tom Hanks is the lead because Forrest Gump's one of my favorite movies of Why all time. Why not? Yeah. What's what's his character called? Tom Hanks. Tom <laughs> Hanks plays a transitioning older man who Gosh. is transitioning to Carla. Yep. And they fly over to, to New York City. Okay. In the middle of summer. <laughs> So uh, someone say mid to try summer. to be open and free, and they mm-hmm. meet Sasha, who is played by Billy Porter. Yes, and they fall in love. Yay! And they're trying not to have to go back to Russia, but their Esther's running out, so they have to. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where am I going? With this? <laughs> something happens. Okay, the movie's fucked up. Okay, we don't know what kind of fucked up, so let's okay. make something fucked up happen. Um. This is happening uh, during like 9-11. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. That's fucked up. We got to hire writers for this because. We've got the bare bones. We're just writing the the precipice. Yeah. We're just writing the. the, um, Synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens to them during 9-11? What I couldn't tell you yet because then it would spoil the movie. Yeah. Come on. You just want to give everything away. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. I think that's. I think we can roll with that. Yeah, I think. I think someone should finish this. I think like a like a fan or something should write in and just. Oh, and there are fans that could write the fuck out of this. Absolutely. Have you ever read any of my fan fictions or any fan fictions for that matter? No, but please tell me about it. There's like some good ones. There's some really cringy ones, and there's some that should never be read. Or written, for that matter. I'm um, guessing just, they are of this sexual nature. Yeah, it's yeah. just bizarre and weird and wrong. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm sure... But right at the same time or just no, wrong? definitely not. Okay. <laughs> um, but you should find your favorite celebrity and just look up a fanfic of them. So, we haven't got much time left, but um, oh, we're going to wind down and play some Cards Against Humanity. This is Cards Against Humanity. Not to be confused with cards against a manatee. <laughs> <laughs>
because Dan's not here, I'm going to have our amazing producer step in. Okay, I guess I forgot. Hold on. <clears throat> Next on ESPN2, the World Series of blank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I draw more. <laughs> okay, can I go? I've got one. You? Yeah, you go if you want. Next on ESPN2, the World Series of throwing a man by his big penis. <laughs> That sounds fun. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what that sport would look like. <laughs> Painful, like like if, shot put. If any, yeah. if any track of our listeners yeah, yeah. could write a fanfic about one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next on ESPN two, the World Series of holding up the line at Walgreens by trying to use an expired coupon. <laughs> Oh. That would be so dull. Yeah. <laughs> Just like my answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with the funny one first, and then I'm going to go with the... I'm gonna oh, show you've you. got two. All I've right. got two. I can't All right. Okay, ready? Next on ESPN2, the World Series of Huffing and Puffing and Blowing My Stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make this up. This is on the card. <laughs> oh or, my god! <laughs> since we're gagging, um, it would have been next on ESPN two: the World Series of Underage Drinking, oh. which is probably a, a real. That would be a real <laughs> yeah, reality that would be show. A real one. I'm just gonna say, I think that uh, Tyler won that. I think blowing your stepdad is. Uh, what do you think blowing your stepdad is, Greg? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a stepdad. No, me neither. Right, I think one more and then, then we're probably done. You know who else liked blank? Hitler. <laughs> That's a question, by the way. Blank <laughs> question mark. You know who else liked poorly timed Holocaust jokes? Hitler. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is a, <laughs> Jesus. That is a poorly timed Holocaust I went there. Yeah, I did. went there. That, this is for I mean, horrible people. He did. He did. <laughs> you know who else liked poppers and lube? Hitler. <laughs> that, that was like, you've won because I don't have any good cards. Um, Go on, read yours. You know who else liked driving to a Walmart parking lot and staring into the distance for eight hours? Hitler. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing that. <laughs> I could have said cuddling, Mark Zuckerberg, or Justin Bieber. Oh, but I, I just identify with the Walmart one. You guys don't have Walmart here, though, so you wouldn't understand. Well, it's Asda. Well, we, we know. It's yeah, they've taken over Asda. Asda here. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. That's kind of where you hang out. Oh, and I always hang kid, out in like, We would just like go drive our cars to the Walmart parking lot and meet in the back of the lot and drink Four Locos. Or yeah, that's something. <laughs> That'd be uh, like Scotland's uh, dragon soup. That's, that's what we're doing now. We're going to Asda. We're going to just go and sit in the parking lot. Experience drink dragon soup. Yeah. Drink Four yeah. Locos. yeah. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, well, you won that one. I, I, no I think you did. Who won? Kobe won. Jeez. I never win. <laughs> I never win. Always next time. Well, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, thank um, you. I'm meeting you and hanging out. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. Thanks for having me, little <laughs> sister. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like Farah. Well, me and Farah were do, doing that voice a lot. We were like, hello. <laughs> We were talking like that. It's actually um, Olga, Helga's older sister, Olga from Hey Arnold. <gasps> she always talked like this. Oh my God, I don't even remember Why her. don't you like me? <laughs> Why don't you like me? I <laughs> I'm going to be watching that when I get home. Oh, I love that show.
Yeah, me and Farrah do that voice a lot. We would do the, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have seen us. We were so drunk off tequila at that party. I can't wait to put the videos out. Oh, I want to see it. So good. Just want to give a big thank you to Psychofag, who is our theme music producer, and to our... Oh, he's pointing at himself. I better say thank you. Thank you to Kobe at Kobe Carnage um, for being an amazing producer. <laughs> and, um, and thank you for Dan for um, not being here. <laughs> Love yeah, you. Yeah, hope you enjoy your wine. Yeah. And a big thank you to Tyler um, for, for coming down today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, all right, darling. All right, darling. All right, darling. <laughs> all right, darling. There, that's a good one. All right, darling. All right, all right darling.